0: P-A-S-C-A-L you now rocking with that dude Pascal. we be been going wild, Haitian in the building, so 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 original. Got the haters, catch your feelings, get your hands up to the ceiling, and keep them held high. Cause saying this isn't ready, forget about it, goodbye. Hold up, we just saying hi. Five somebody, rise up, weekdays, catch us live, somebody. With Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Pascal Show. I hope you guys are all doing well out there. Man, it is hump day. Hum day, y'all. We got a lot to talk about. Um, we got some uh, a, a very revealing conversation about to unfold here today, uh, tonight, and I'm I'm very uh, I'm very excited about this because uh, this is something I've just been obsessing over for the past few months now. Um, this whole story about Kylan Schulte and Crystal Beck. Crystal Turner Beck and what happened to them right what was the story what's the story that surrounds these two women these two women that were murdered in Moab Moab, Utah and uh, you know the thing is, is I got some very special people coming onto the show to talk about these things we got some new revealing details surrounding this case and here it is guys this is not a cold case I repeat, this is not a cold case. More information, more details, and hopefully we got some bombshells that are going to be dropped today, tonight, right here on the show, that are absolutely shocking and revealing. And I'm telling you, again, this is not a cold case. And hopefully within this show, and I'm sure... My two guests that are going to be on with me here shortly, uh, I'm sure that they are doing their due diligence, running around, doing a whole bunch of interviews to spread this information. But hey, hopefully this show and many other platforms will be sharing these new details so that we can bring this person or persons to justice. All right. So before we get into the conversations and all that's going on, please do me a favor. Hit that like button down below. Crush it. Destroy it. Make it scream out your damn name. And let's not forget to crush that subscribe button. All right. We're working hard out here. Working hard out here in these streets. So please go hit that subscribe button. It'd be great to have you part of the Pascal show family. Anyway, we got to we got to fade out the music, y'all. We got to get into this conversation. Um, I do have two very, very special individuals with me today. I do have uh, Sean Paul Schulte, the father of Kailen Schulte or Kylan Schulte. I'm sorry, and I also have private investigator Jason Jensen with me today. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you guys doing?
1: Hey Pascal, today was a pretty good day. Thank you.
0: I'm glad. I'm really, really happy. Today was a really good day. Uh, That makes that puts me in good spirits because I just I I feel like you guys got some information for me. And I cannot wait to hear it. I'm not going to say anything yet. We're not going to get into it yet, but I'm very excited about it. And uh, hopefully this will go down a a very positive and uh, results oriented route. Right. So Jason, uh how are things my brother? I'm
2: good, good. Thanks. Uh, I hope everything's going well for you and your family as well.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um yes, all is good over here, you know. Uh just trying to trying to stay alive, right? Every day. Um so, uh okay. Sean Paul, uh the last time we talked, uh you were here, we were talking about the the relationship between uh you getting to know Crystal and and bring her into the family and all that, and um, you know I, I know that there's been more information revolving around this this tragedy, right? Um, now I know that there's been new information revolving around the timeline, which is kind of making things a little bit more crystal clear with a lot of different things. Do you mind like tapping in on that a little bit on the on the on the timeline? Of everything that transpired that day?
1: Well, I think that uh, on the 14th, okay, uh, whereas we had for the last six months been under the impression that the crime happened in the middle of the night, we're now finding out that it happened during broad daylight, okay? So this is huge news that. we're just figuring this out uh, on our own. You know, what, law enforcement doesn't share much with Jason and I, but we work every day on it. And we figured out this uh, time. Jason has a reliable source. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it, to me, it's really hard to process. It's so shocking to me after six months of picturing this crime in the middle of the night and, and, Worried that people wouldn't be able to turn in dash cam footage and uh, worried that there there could never be a witness that saw even a vehicle go by. All they would see is headlights. And now to find out if this happened during broad daylight, I mean, wow. Uh, uh, any vehicle going up loop road, maybe not the driver, the driver might be facing the road, but any passengers would be looking right at the, the, the view or the crime scene, you know, I mean, they would. So the thing about the timestamp during the day, I think it's pretty important to me. It,
0: it changes right.
2: everything.
0: Right. Jason? I mean, this is huge. Yeah. Jason, please. Do you, do you mind?
2: Sure, sure. Yeah, just like what uh, Sean Paul is saying, for months now, we've been walk, working on the notion that this happened at nighttime. So, you know, we're we're trying to wrestle with the idea how was uh, the victims observed at night? You know, how well was visibility, given the fact that, you know, we're not talking streetlights or interior lights that would illuminate the crime scene. So, you know, we're envisioning you know, this 9 millimeter of the criminal having a flashlight-mounted uh, uh, device to it, and he'd have to shine the light at them to, to in order to hit them. So all this time we're working under that idea, and like Sean Paul elaborated, we're thinking at nighttime, if you're camping, you're already at your camp. You're not traveling up and down the mountain too much, so traffic would have been very sparse, and so... You know, we've had to deal with asking, appealing to the public to give us video dash cam, GoPro images or, you know, drone footage for a large window from like the 10th of August to the 18th in order to perhaps see the the bad guy's vehicle way before the crime or if by chance he would come back to the scene of the crime afterwards. But now that we have a finite period of time where you know we've been hearing rumors for the longest time that you know somebody reported hearing gunshots and hearing screams you know we chalked it up as rumor until just yesterday morning when the information I got came from a more reliable source somebody close to the investigation that has a ring of credibility and when that information was shared it struck a chord that, oh my gosh, we're at completely the wrong spectrum of the clock here. It's at not, not at nighttime when other campers nearby would be asleep, but this is happening in broad daylight where, you know, a fleeing vehicle, uh, you know, some erratic driver trying to escape the scene in a, in a hurry. Someone may have recognized someone with that type of driving pattern and it would have been far more helpful six months ago when it was fresh because it happened yesterday or happened last week where someone can say, well, I know exactly what they're talking about. Now we're hoping six months later, someone's uh, memory isn't gonna be uh, corrupted or diminished where if we ask, hey, do you remember a vehicle come down the mountain? They'd be like, well, maybe it was the day of, maybe it was the day before, you know, maybe it was red. They, ask a, you know the spouse the spouse says no it wasn't red it was gray you know and the kids in the back said no it was blue <clears throat> you know when you're relying on eyewitness ident- you know descriptions you want it as soon as possible so that it's not going to be uh you know diminished or or influenced by other input because you want reliable eyewitness statements so right now given the fact that we're looking at august 14th in the morning, like around 1130, you know, depending on how quickly he got away from the scene, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes, up to a half an hour. Anyone driving up uh, LaSalle Loop Road, if they pass somebody that caught their attention, you know, maybe cutting the corners too sharp and going over the lines or or going too fast. Someone that tried to pass them as they were going down, they gave them jeers, you know, whatever bizarre Nate. Reason that that piqued their interest. Call in, regardless if you have dash cam or or any kind of video footage. If you do, great. But if you don't, at least call in because you remember something that no one else was there to, to remember. I wasn't there. I can't hey, this helps
1: helps help. Right. This this is big news because now a witness can see a color. A witness could see a make of a car. Uh, right. which could possibly describe the shape of the of the person that they may have seen true but i, mean, I don't want I, to i don't want to miss part of the time stamp here right you know we're talking about the the time of the crime the actual shots if they were heard at 11 35 saturday morning okay that's, yeah that's the 14th in the morning but let's not forget the fact that on the 13th, he was moving around. Because remember, he the girls told their friends that he left. Right. And then he came back. I mean, they were going to pack up and move, but he left. And then he came back. So, I mean, yeah, he vacated the area for good on the 14th, but... He may have came to the area on the 12th. He may have moved around quite a bit on the 13th. And then directly after the crime on the 14th was when, you know, just regular old person going up the mountain for a lunchtime picnic. If they thought it was someone looking at their cell phone that almost pushed them off the curve going up past Pack Creek. But it was actually this creep distracted driving away that now we have uh possible eyewitnesses during the daytime that could tell us (laughs) way more
0: i mean what one thing i'm still wrapping my mind around right now that i still can't get over is the fact that this happened in broad daylight y'all I still, happened in broad daylight. I still can't wrap my mind around that. That there could possibly be people that drove by, people that were hiking, taking a bike ride, you name it, anything that could be out here right now, could have seen an act happening and maybe just didn't even know. Maybe I, thought. Yeah,
1: let me yeah. paint you a little picture, okay? Sure. That's the busiest weekend that Moab has, it's in the middle of the summer on a Saturday afternoon, okay? Picture a van, a 15 passenger van with 12 people in it and 12 bicycles up on top, okay? And the driver of the van is taking them up the mountain so they can go mountain bike. Now we called the drivers of the vans, And we said, "Hey, do you guys have dash cam? Did anyone see?" They said, "No, Sean Paul. I was looking at the road." Well, guess what? There was twelve passengers in that van that were not looking at the road. They're rubbernecking, looking at the view. They were, you know. And if they saw that silver Kia just down below that loop forestry road, we want to know if they saw a vehicle right next to it. Right. And now we have 13 people just in that one van that we could ask.
0: That is very, uh, that's a very good point right there too. Now I do have some footage that I want to show you guys. Um, it's And thank you to Jason Jensen. Thank you, Jason, for sending this information, this, this, all this footage to me. Um, it really does mean a lot because I think this will give you guys, our viewers, our family, a better idea of what, it would have looked like in broad daylight at around 11.35 a.m. on August 14th. So I'm going to show you guys this footage here really quick, uh, if if you don't mind, guys, um, <clears throat> because, uh, yeah, it uh, definitely will shine a little bit more light, right, um, around this particular situation. So, Jason, if you don't mind, uh, do you mind, like, uh, you know, walking us through this, this footage here real quick?
2: Sure, sure. This particular footage was actually recorded by a drone operator. Uh, his Twitter handle is Dell 2000, and he's been a very big help in the case, spreading the word, getting the word out. And basically what, what we're seeing here is footage from the perspective of above the, the, the cabins at the, at the Whispering Oaks Ranch where there was a wedding on the date of the 14th. And it was literally between a third of a mile or a half a mile away from the crime scene. So as we get away from those cabins, as we're getting closer to the crime scene, eventually this drone footage will actually drop down into the area where um, the the girls' campsite was. And so as we get here, see now, also there's there's the the ditch, the creek. Where right. the, the girls were found, uh, right to the left there is where they were camping. And see the cross there uh, mm-hmm. commemorates where their bodies were found, and it's a memorial now.
0: Now we just we have a couple. So of here's things. another
2: view. So see where there's actually campers there. That's yes. the side of the road uh, where you can access to the to the camp. Those two groves of trees in the middle of those two groves of trees. That we just kind of passed a little bit beyond in between that is where the girls were camping with their tent and and that's where the key was parked we believe to the other side of that the north side of that where you're you just barely went out of view that's where the, the camper that you know they call the creeper dude was that's where we believe he was camping at wow okay now fast
1: forward this part here just a little bit and right here Stop right here, Pascal, if you can. Okay.
2: Up and to the right in this picture is Loop Road. Right. That road there up that mm-hmm. goes off into the distance on the right-hand side from the right margin, mm-hmm. that is Los Loop Road. And you can see
1: right above that van going up the road, uh, some cell towers. Now, down below here in the forefront, that's a dirt road that comes off of Loop Road. So, I mean, the girls were right there. So if this is a van right here full of mountain bikers, which I think it actually is in this footage, yeah,
0: in a in a little bit, it, the the drone pans over a little. bit. Then they
1: bit. just looked right over the crime scene. That whole bus full of uh, customers.
0: Wow. And what what I also want to point out is how broad daylight this actually is. How how there's really not a whole lot that could really obscure anyone's like uh uh, visual uh um or visage right um it's it's insane to think that this happened and no one saw anything really everybody who's watching right now if you if anyone knows of anything or was driving through this area during that time or is watching it as a part of that van life and you might have it caught on your gopro dash cam please share this feed please contact us let us know what's going on here because this is crazy to think that no one saw anything there, right
1: there that's how close loop road is to to viewing the the crime scene it's just look over your shoulder look down that little dirt road that caught your eye and see if you saw a vehicle coming or going off of it right there yeah, yeah. and then just over this way now that's whispering oaks and and the mountains
0: right and then this is back where at the, Did the You creep. stop
1: right here. Hey, if you stop right there, the 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 girls were camped on this side of the tree, and I think the creeper was camped on this side of the tree. That is- that, that close. Like
0: that's the insane. We
1: were on that side of the tree and he was on this side of the tree. Even that's though insane. there's that huge open field where he could have camped, he uh, intimidated them by crowding them in that huge, look how vast that area is absolutely yeah
0: it's 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 in crystal clear view uh you know it, it's just it's i i hate to sound like a broken record but i still find it strange that no one saw anything
1: now if you were someone driving loop road you would come up over there up up the mountain on the right you'd come across below the mountain and then you'd loop right down past whispering oaks so first you'd go by pack creek then you'd go by warner lake road and then you'd go by uh whispering oaks um hey pascal do you have just uh google earth you can pull up on there real quick and i'll i'll show you on just a plain old map, uh, how many different ways the creeper could have left the area without going through Moab, okay? So I think this is kind of important because everybody thinks, I think the last thing the murderer would do is directly after the crime drive right through Moab. I think he would either go over the mountain and into the very next state, the neighboring state, that would make the most sense. I mean, they're not even going to know about the crime until the news comes out in the evening. So from, from where the girls were there, if, if he came down Ken's Lake way, he could have went off to Monticello. He could have went over the hill to Mm. Colorado and if he went the other way towards Castle Valley, he could have turned right and went off to Gateway, Colorado, as opposed to turning down in towards Moab. So without so, even looking at the map, the whole point is it th- there's not just one escape route through town. He didn't go through town and stop and gas up and, and get caught on video. He may have, but right. I think that... that, that hopefully some viewers are on the western slope of colorado and they're thinking about someone who was coming down their side of the mountain that that they thought was a distracted driver something that just stuck out in their head
0: yeah it's uh still so wild to me uh you know this this whole how this whole thing is unfolding more information is coming out broad daylight right? Uh, you know, on the 14th of August, around 1135 AM, which is still wild to me. Um, uh, you know, unfortunately, I can't do the Google Earth right now, because we, we, we got to keep moving. But there's a lot to, to unfold here. Um, now, there is something I wanted to talk specifically to Jason about, because, uh, you know, I know that you've been uh, investigating and, and, and deep in to this case like crazy. And I appreciate you for taking in your time uh, and dedicating your time to finding out more information about this. But there was some information that happened about last week or a week before this. Uh, at least people who have been covering this story, people are going crazy about this, right? Uh, about this new, these new details and that there were uh, warrants that were unsealed as of last week or the week before. Uh, and before I get, uh, sean paul's color commentary on it because he and i had a great conversation about it but uh i want to know what was unsealed what were what were these warrants that were unsealed and uh are there are they something that we should be looking into and 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 caring caring more about putting more attention to
2: sure sure there was a series of several warrants that were released to the public they were previously under seal which sealing a warrant is typical and so it's not you know, there's no surprise about that. And they were time limited. So once a certain date passed, they would become unsealed available for public scrutiny, you know, because courts are public records. So what happened was uh, various warrants, uh, some concerning cell phones, some concerning backgrounds. There was uh, definitely one concerning a, a probable suspect that they thought was suspicious at the time. What's important about a warrant is they're like a snapshot of the investigation at the time that they were issued. So this particular one that people were getting all worked up about was the day that they found the girls. So it was the 18th of of August and at that time they were looking at somebody because of, of a traffic stop that they issued that, you know, that they were involved in the day before. And they thought it would, he was acting bizarre and so they got a warrant to search his car and his effects and things like that and what what is significant about it now is since that was in august obviously some nothing came up with that because they didn't get the fruits of the crime uh, that they were looking for through the warrant or there would have likely been an arrest there would have likely been charges we would be dealing with prosecution now and still instead of still investigating. So we believe that that was something that they uh, pursued at the time, a snapshot in time that really did not materialize into anything substantive.
0: Gotcha. Because, uh, you know, I also understand that it was, they were unsealed, and then they yeah. were sealed back up the very next day. So why unseal them in the first place? They I don't
2: think they shares Because they were time released. And then once it was brought to the attention of the investigators, they probably called up uh, the courthouse and said, Hey, you know, we're getting a lot of, a lot of uproar about these warrants. Can you put them under a new seal? And that's probably what happened. It's just as probably likely just a simple phone call and they put a new date
0: to it. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's very interesting though, because I know that at least a lot of other true crime (laughs) platforms And all that got really, really excited about the what they were calling new details, you know, that we're going to, you know, shake this this case. And it ended up being a nothing burger. Right. Well, it was
2: new to the public, but it was old material. It was information that was relevant in that time on the 18th. And then, you know, obviously the 19th, 20th, whatever, whenever they were done with their search and nothing materialized, it quickly dissipated to nothing.
0: Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Um, and thank you so much for clarifying that, because I know that a lot of us who have been following this case have been wondering what the heck is going on. Right. right. Um, now, now, with, with uh, Sean Paul, I know that you are in the middle of doing a lot of different things um, for uh, these two wonderful women that are no longer here. Um, can you tell us a little bit about this Volkswagen <laughs> the beetle bug, doing? yeah, yeah. I want to I want to know a little it, bit more about this. It
1: wasn't me, Pascal. So uh I open up my Remembering Kylan and Crystal Facebook page, and there's a picture of a beautiful 60s white Volkswagen beetle bug, mm. and it's covered with sunflowers and roses. I mean, it's crazy. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I got a message from Elise saying, look what Pimo and I painted for the girls. And we want to rent the, the billboard right next to this thing. So we said, all right, well, the, the beetle bug with all the flowers on it, that, there you go.
0: There it that, is. <laughs>
1: that can remind the, the, the people that, you know, there's, we're still looking for the killer and and here's some uh, sunflowers and roses to remind you now the billboard right next to that we almost rented it and 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 unfortunately a skin went up on that thing like day before yesterday so we weren't able to get that one but the whole idea of the beetle bug is to you know bring a little bit of attention, but but the next level, the next step is to take that billboard and you know put the tip uh, phone number on there and a picture right. of the girls and then put all the hashtags and everything on there so that uh, not necessarily so that the sheriffs will see it every day, but I'm thinking more on the lines of the sheriff's wives will see it every day, right? And when their sheriff husband comes home, they'll say, "Honey, I had to drive by that sign. Did you solve that case with them two beautiful girls yet?" So the beetle bugs the first step, like and, and the guy just, you, you know, <laughs> Elise and Pimo went up and asked the guy, and he said yes before they even finished asking him. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can paint my beetle bug with sunflowers and roses (laughs) I think that's good. and then we we tried to rally up the money to get the sign and we got about half the money together and poof the sign was gone so we're currently looking for a billboard space near Moab I already put out the call to my Moabites find me a billboard space we need it from now until hopefully we only need it Hopefully, sheriffs call me day after tomorrow and say the case is solved. Yeah. And I don't need the damn sign, but let's get a sign up there so that as people come back to town, if they're one of the guys that was in that bus going up the mountain, they're reminded that they might have seen something.
0: Yeah. I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's a beautiful, very, very beautiful idea. Um, now, I, I know that. Obviously, you, you're you're working diligently uh, with this. Uh, I know right now you're in San Francisco, but outside of that, you are working diligently to to try to find justice for your, your daughter and your daughter's wife. Uh, can you tell our our family, the viewers, the listeners that are listening on our podcast as well? Can you can you tell them how important this is to you? finding the truth of what happened to your daughter and his wife and her wife?
1: I don't know if I could necessarily put it into words for you, Pascal, it would be like, for me, you know, call it what you want, you know, your religious beliefs about God or whatever. I personally do not believe that Kylan and Crystal are resting in peace. Okay, they're not, they're not resting in peace right now, All right, So uh, for me, as soon as we can solve this crime and then it mentally I can categorize the girls as resting in peace, then I can retire as a detective, stop bothering the Grand County Sheriff's Office as often as I can, and go back to, you know, remodeling this condo or being a dad to my kids back home. I'm, I want to start the, the healing process, but I can't really start the healing process while my girls are not resting in peace. So <laughs> what I need to do, Pascal, is look at those two girls, look at their faces And imagine me now, the dad, going into court someday and having to face the person that killed them and how scared I would be. Okay, well, now I'm going to take these two girls' power. I'm going to take these two girls' strength and I'm going to borrow their Superman cape. I'm going to put it on and I'm going to go in there and we're going to put that SOB away. So, oh, look at the. Oh, okay, now, Pascal, hold it right there, okay? Because this is way more of what I want to talk about. See the one in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you what happened here, okay? Kylan and Crystal had everything figured out in this wedding that the officiant, the, the lady over here in the right corner, she'd already done her vows and they were beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, now the girls had their own vows and Kylan rocked Crystal with her vows. And there was a beautiful slow motion, TikTok. someone Rachel did. It was fantastic. But, but then it was time for Crystal to, Read Kylan her vows and Kylan got faint.
2: Crystal
1: literally knocked or swept Kylan right off of her feet. And Kylan looked over at me and then over at the officiant and said, I have to sit down. And Kylan sat down and it made that beautiful picture where Crystal looks you know i i mean crystal now is looking down at kylan and and it was just uh it was it was something to see
0: yeah yeah sounds beautiful it sounds absolutely beautiful and obviously finding out more information and getting this info getting the information to you or to the local authorities would mean the world to you and of course to Jason Jensen, Jensen as well. Yeah, this, this person to justice as quickly as possible. Right. Right, Sean, Paul.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, you know, we've kind of known all along, all along this whole time that, that I can't solve the case. Even Jason, uh, we can figure out all the best person of interest, but, But Grand County Sheriff's Office has to turn that person of interest into a suspect. And and the FBI probably has to use their technology to button up the evidence. You know, it's going to be pretty hard for me to go cuff and stuff someone. You know, I just want to make sure everybody understands that as much as everybody wants to help, we're not making... The arrest here, we're helping Grand County Sheriff's Office. Right, JJ? I mean, from the minute, you know, I met you months and months ago when I was doing clues at my clue booth, we knew
2: that from the start. Right. Right, right. We're a resource. We, We are primarily available here that if there's any individual that has details that's relevant to solving this case but for instance they feel reluctant to speak to the police for whatever reason they may have it doesn't have to be you know it's personal it, it sometimes it takes a lot to talk to a police officer sometimes you've had bad run-ins with the cops sometimes you have distrust and right now we're in a environment where a lot of law enforcement are not to be you know, trusted. There's a lot of people out there that don't like police, don't want to communicate with the police. So, uh, you know, for, you know, for fear of being arrested or whatever it is, they can talk to us because we will take that information. We can keep them anonymous, pass along the information. And it it becomes a moment where the details of of the information they're providing is more important than the person delivering the information, because oftentimes that's what people are really fearful of. Is I got something I want to tell a police officer, but they're going to arrest me. You know, right. maybe I have a warrant from a traffic ticket. Maybe uh, I'm afraid that they're going to find a reason to arrest me because you know I've had run-ins in the past, or you know I've never had an encounter, but I'm afraid because of all the politics we're hearing in the news and all the all the other incidences where you know gosh you can get killed for selling a single cigarette really you can get killed for walking across the street jaywalking really Mm -hmm. this is the America we live in so you know I understand why someone may be reluctant to talk to a police officer in this case or any case. So we make ourselves available as private investigators as Web sleuthers or whatever, so that if someone has the information, they can give it to us. We'll shelter them. We'll protect them from the law while we relay that information in hopes that it'll help solve the case.
0: Absolutely. I, you know, th- I think that's a good point, that there's some people that just if they have some information that know what actually happened, there might just be fear of stepping up, stepping forward right. uh, and, and and worried about it being uh, exposing them instead of it just being an anonymous tip or right. misinformation. So you are yeah. absolutely right with that. Um, yeah, they
2: got to be, they got to take care of themselves and be mindful of, of their role in their household. You know, if I go to jail, I can't put food on the table with my kids. So, right. you know, we understand and we don't judge anybody. We just want the information. Absolutely. So and, and I, it's
1: just so, like at a local level, Pascal. I mean, You know, it's like when I was in Moab for the month down at the park, I was surprised how many people came and told me clues. And I had to sit there with them and call the sheriff's department.
0: I think it's important That we get this information out as much as possible, as quickly as possible. Anybody out there that has this kind of information, I think it's incredibly important that we you don't have to worry about getting exposed or getting in trouble or anything of that sort. Uh, You can make an anonymous tip. You can say what needs to happen. You need to say. I mean, also, I mean, let's be real. Uh, I'm sure it's waiting. any person that's listening to this that happened to be a witness to anything. This could be weighing really heavy on your soul, right? On your conscious conscience. Maybe it's time to relieve that that weight, right? And right. call the number. Call the number that I just put up here. It's four three five two five nine eight one one five. Now, have- Pascal, you
1: know, just so you know, that uh, little thing that flashed on the bottom of that picture—that's a not not a real web address. It's just a rough draft on a billboard idea that I was doing there. Um, about the only thing you could get if you clicked on that little part on the bottom of that picture would be the pound Chi cry or or pound justice for kai cry. The rest of those little things are just me making an example of what I might put on a billboard.
0: Gotcha. But there's number. This
1: is the whole idea of the billboard. The top part up there puts pressure on local law enforcement to solve the crime. The middle part shows who the girls are, but we would use their faces. You can't see Crystal's face good here. And then the bottom part's going to show a bunch of hashtags so a tourist can look it up on her cell phone and tell her man right next to her, no, we ain't going up on that mountain.
0: Right. But the phone number stays the same. The phone number is the same. That one. That's is the sheriff's
1: phone number. number right there.
0: It'll That's be on the sign. Excellent. So again, 435 259 8115. One more time, 435 259 8115. I do have to talk about this other piece cuz I know we talked about it in the previous uh episode that we did uh about a month ago if I'm correct. Um and so we were talking about guns. We were talking about bullets. Um, uh, now, you were uh, and, and Jason did a, a an excellent uh, um, display, um, you know, presentation on different types of guns and all of that. Right now, I got to ask you, I know that Sean Paul just mentioned something um, about his uh, um, like his tip. Like you, you were in the park and you had I forgot what you called it, Sean. The Paul. Clue oh, booth. Your clue booth. Thank you. You had a clue booth for a while. Right. It was right after they were missing and were were found um, and their bodies were found and everything. Now, I know that there's been more information, developing information um, revolving around a a nine millimeter shell. Um, And I know, Sean Paul, you were telling me this story that there was a nine millimeter shell that was left on the picnic table where your clue booth was um, was at. And all
1: right, so here's here's the thing, Pascal. All right? all right, let's go ahead and and start dropping some bombs here because some people are really wanting to know what's going on. Here we go. The first nine millimeter, the first nine millimeter that I ever knew of was when someone left a nine millimeter bullet on the curb right next to my picnic table at my clue booth. And it was a copper colored one. And mm-hmm. it said 9mm on it. And I called the sheriff right away and I said, does 9 millimeter mean anything to you? And this was probably the first time they ever told me, I can't tell you anything. And I said, oh, okay, goodbye. And I put that bullet on the picnic table and I went to the bathroom, which you have to walk across a big, huge lawn, like imagine a football field. And I'm walking back and the park, the city worker has the leaf blower and he's blowing, just blowing right where my picnic table is. And I'm not kidding you. The the bullet went and I, I, I never found it. We looked for it with the metal detector. We never wow. found it, okay. but that's one nine millimeter. It was a copper colored one. Then the second one I ever knew about was when I read the warrant that said that they found four silver shell casings up at the crime scene and they were nine millimeter. And 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 that's what the ones I've been calling the silver bullets, there was four silver bullets up there. So that's the second nine millimeter, okay? Mm -hmm. The third nine millimeter, most everybody knows about, we were probably talking about the Turkish nine millimeter last time We were on your show. There was a businessman in Moab who had some guns stolen. And I was really worried because he was actually a friend of mine. That gun was purchased by JJ. An identical bullet was shot through it. It was sent into law enforcement and they ruled it out. Thank God. That's the third nine millimeter. Right now, JJ, let's talk about the bombshells.
2: Sure. Sure. Uh, You know, so, months ago, when, when you talk about, Pascal, we, we launched a campaign asking the public, if you, in the Moab area or the Western Slope, somewhere near the Moab area, that would be relevant. If there was a story about a 9 millimeter handgun, someone trying to dump a gun, sell a gun, you found a gun, something like that, we wanted to hear about it. Well, much to our surprise, you know, such a small community like Moab, you wouldn't think you'd get more than one or two stories, but so far we're up to four (laughs) where in fact, just yesterday I received literally in the mail duct taped uh, a a cartridge, a full magazine filled with bullets in it that was through the mail. Someone (laughs) said, you know, this is relating to my family. Something about this gun is, is, interesting to me i want to send you some information well i didn't just get information this could be evidence it was a a magazine and it's full to the top
1: and i mean i'm like what
2: what are you talking
1: about that you someone sent you a magazine loaded with bullets in the mail
0: what he said Yeah. yeah in
1: the mail it just came remember i was saying i was waiting for something in the mail and I was right. like, yeah, I thought we were waiting for a clue. And and he said, you won't believe what they sent me. Now, at this point, I says, well, JJ, how the heck are we going to know what kind of gun it is if all we have is the bullets? And he looks at me kind of like <laughs> I'm a rookie because I'm kind of the rookie cop here. And he says, it's right here on the clip, the make and model of
2: the gun. Whoa! Whoa! So we don't need the gun to do ballistics. We just now have to get the same make and model. Holy cow. And we can actually see if the riflings smashed the crime scene.
0: Okay, so now, 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 if this is entirely true, right? If, if if, okay, hold on, time out, because there's a lot to unfold here. What? Okay, first off, what the hell? Okay, second, second, what, okay, I got a bunch of questions here, okay? Um. All right, when it was when it was in your mailbox, right? It was right. sealed up and everything. It was like right. a
2: package. Yeah, a package just like a like a small six by four inch manila envelope. And it's got it's got their name and everything, address just like you're just mailing a letter. Wait a second. It's like bulky and I'm like what's in this and With I'm like, filling it. So you're telling me their name was in it? Their name was on the package. Right. The yeah, their name is on the package, so somebody mailed it. Contrary to the worries, it might you might have is like when you send something in the mail, they're like, "Is there anything dangerous, hazardous?" You know. Uh, you know what this person said. This is a I loaded, you, a loaded magazine you, with gunpowder. <laughs> I bet you the
1: person said no. There's nothing hazardous in there. Thinking that without the gun, without the trigger. It's not hazardous, and the, and she <laughs> mailed it.
0: But but hold on, okay, okay, time out, time out. Now now there's a, there's a lot of things to unfold here, right? Because it could just be some jerk, right? Some idiot being a jerk, trying to be a little prankster, sending you on a wild goose chase to find out. It, there could possibly be a dead end here, right? We have to play well, that possibility out, right? Well,
2: well it, it could, be a it dead could end, mean but- nothing. Yes, it could mean nothing. Just like the Turkish gun meant nothing. This may prove to be unrelated to the crime. I mean, certainly the magazine may be uh, unrelated. Uh, the, the bullets look pretty aged. You know, they're not polished, brand new bullets. They are very dull and I've very I've been working with this
1: person for months, Pascal. This isn't someone who just randomly sent in an anonymous clip. This tip came in a while back. Hold and, on. Hold and on. We were told that this was going to be a a simple clue mailed to us. A
2: simple clue.
0: You're blowing we my mind. Hold on, Sean Paul. Hold on, hold on. It,
2: it could have been something that <laughs> they could have easily just took a picture of
0: and, hold and, up. and emailed
2: it. Instead, they actually mailed the actual what
0: metal clip. Hell. Okay. So, Sean Paul, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk over you guys. I'm trying to be a gentleman, I'm trying to be a good host here. But wait a second. What in the actual F is going on here? So you're telling me, Sean Paul, just so I get this correct, you've been in contact with somebody. You can't really say their names. You can't name names. I wish you did, though. But you were you got you got somebody you were in contact with. Right. That was giving you tips. Right. Then said person, same person that was giving you tips that you were in correspondence with. Mails you this magazine wrapped in duct tape. Didn't say, just said they were mailing me a clue.
1: (laughs) Okay. I thought it was going to be a picture, a letter, a piece of paper, a receipt. What in the hell? What what in the hell, Sean Paul? But here's the thing. Here's the thing now. There's more. There's more. There's 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 more? There's There's more. more. That's That's
2: just so so we first had the clue about the Turkish gun. We mm-hmm. got the clue of this magazine, and so we know the make and model of that one. Right. And we also uh, was tipped off of a, another gun. A 9-millimeter. We millimeter. also purchased a similar one that I'm in the process of doing ballistics on. Oh. In a week or so, I will send that into the FBI for analysis. Come so on. overall... And there's also the oh, yeah, one there's another that one
1: ruled we... out this week. So now yep. to break a little bit of news to the general public, not only do we have the two that JJ has to still do ballistics on, the ballistics came back on the Turkish weapon quite a while ago and that mm-hmm. that gun was cleared. And we also got notification back from authorities that the other one has also been cleared. So now we have two that have been cleared. We have two that JJ has to do ballistics on, and we still have all of these other ones. Like there was a nine millimeter thrown in the bushes in Cortez. There was a guy who escaped from an, there was another guy who was let out, on a clerical air, there's quite a bit of guys who kind of meet the MO that we haven't been able to match up a nine mil with. But in little old Moab now, and let me ask, I got a question for you, Pascal. Let, Shoot. My, why are four nine millimeters sitting on mine and Jason's desk? Instead of on law enforcement's desk.
0: That's exactly the next question I was gonna ask you guys. Answer why why are they mailing it to you, Jason Jensen, and not mailing it to 5-0?
1: See that guy right down there? They trust him.
0: I'm sorry, hold on. So a dude that was giving you information, Sean Paul, yeah, giving you information, mails you this mails jason this magazine that has its serial number still attached to it it has his return address on this mug and you're saying he was doing that because he trusts jason
1: yeah because this the person that gave us the tip and sent us the clip did not want to turn it into law enforcement did not want to walk into the sheriff's office did not want to hand it over to the sheriff's Instead, they went through the painstaking process of mailing it to JJ, because they trust him, they know he's gonna buy the weapon. We don't know if law enforcement went and bought the proper weapons and shot the ballistics and did the testing. There's no transparency, they don't tell us anything. But we all know JJ has bought three weapons now. He is shooting identical bullets through him. And he is sending what would be a vetted lead into law enforcement. He's not just someone calling and saying, hey, I know a crazy person. He's calling and saying, I've done a background check on this creeper. And I have nine millimeter info on this creeper.
0: Have mercy. That's J.J. doing that. It's J.J. Shout out to shout out to Jason Jensen, man! You a beast! You a beast, my brother! He's a badass! Wow! He's an angel, he's an archangel. Now, now, okay, so okay, I got I, because of course we got to. I got. I, I don't mean to be hovering around this clip that was made, literally mailed to you, man. It's never happened
2: before in my twenty-seven years. I a, would never imagine that someone would try and mail bullets. In right. an envelope, let alone a magazine full of bullets.
0: Okay, but uh, then, I do appreciate
2: I'm just glad they didn't what? get in they don't know what by they do. the
0: postal inspector. Say that again, Jason. One more time. I just I'm just
2: relieved they didn't get in trouble by the postal or the postal inspector by trying to mail bullets in the mail. So
0: <laughs> I'm I surprised.
2: appreciate it, but I'm glad they didn't get in
0: trouble. Okay. So one piece I do have to ask you, okay, Jason you sent you got this in the mail right you found out the 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 serial the serial was still the serial number was still on the on the clip right you got right. the return address from w- where this was sent to you right. this person is not a person of interest at no, all
2: not a person of interest it's it is a protected witness the police will never know who gave me this information unless Gosh. they say it's important that they know and then I ask this person if it's okay to share their information. And if they tell me no, they're still anonymous.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: And um, I've never gave this person's name before. I've just listened to their tip, filed it away, stayed in contact with them, told them thank you, told them I'll follow up on it. You know, like call them back, touch base with them again. You know, like what law enforcement doesn't do. And lo and behold, after a relationship over time, this person mailed the evidence that they could have walked three blocks. Moab's only three blocks long. They could have walked it over and gave it to the sheriffs. But they were too afraid to walk in the sheriff's building. So they mailed it to JJ up in Salt Lake City. And now he has work to do with that you got it. Lot it's time sensitive
0: work and he's going right. to do it immediately he's got a lot of explaining to do <laughs> you most definitely do jason well uh, and, and the thing is is all right sean paul and, and jason let me let me ask you this before we wrap this up uh first off before we wrap this up everybody who's watching this right now you are literally getting an exclusive uh, the most exclusive All right. They were just on court TV yesterday. They held this information just for me and this platform and for all of the family members that are listening to the show right now. So do me this solid. okay? because they did me a solid. So do the solid back. Share this feed. Share this show. Cut out a clip of this and share it all over the place. Let everybody know that there's new information out here. Bombs have been dropped, bombshells today, guys. We're getting closer and closer to this. But, uh, Jason, you were going to say something before I ask you this question.
2: Yeah, but we're not done because right? we may eliminate both of these two guns. The gun that's wow. relating to this case may still be out there. So we're still asking if anybody else hears of a 9 millimeter that's in question to them that they think may be tied to this crime, Please let us know whatever it is, because once we can rule out the type of gun, the make and model by the ballistics, then we know that we can pass this information back to them that, hey, your information's safe. It was a dead end. Your loved one, your neighbor, your friend, your suspect is not not a person of interest.
0: Yes. Wow. Okay. So one last question, because obviously, obviously, we, You were just tapping on it a second ago, and I'm going to ask it anyway because uh, that's just the kind of guy that I am. When it comes to the fact that you guys received this information and not the police, not Moab police, where do you stand now with your relationship with law enforcement in Moab? Jason?
2: Well, you know, it's always a one-way street. We give them information. We don't ever expect to get anything back, you know, and there's some good policy reasons for it, and sometimes there's just crappy reasons that make no sense, just like the time of the death. Most of the time in cases that we hear in the news, there's always some kind of understanding with the general public because they're covered by the news. Hey, last night... You know, on such such street, there was a shooting. You know, someone left the scene. People know the time of the death. Why keep the details of this murder away from the public? Makes no sense to me. And the people, the experts that I've talked to, all agree that it's important to get that out. And just like Sean Paul explained earlier today, gosh, there's a big difference between someone going, oh, it happened in, at near noon. Oh, we were driving up at noon versus 1 a.m. Oh, we weren't anywhere near then. Don't bother to look at the video because because it's not going to show anything important. But giving this information out correctly to the public sometimes is beneficial. Sometimes it's not important. Sometimes they hold something back, and we can respect that. But this is a big gap. I might in my opinion, that the police should have let this information out.
0: You know, uh, that's very that's very very true. Uh, Sean Paul, your thoughts.
1: It's something I still can't believe. I mean, imagine now every day of my life for the last six months, every single morning when I wake up, I relive the horrible, brutal crime every day. Okay, so now six months later, why are you, why, and they didn't even tell me. It's just the tippers keep saying, no, no, this is the time. This is the time. And, and the sheriffs, ha- it doesn't make any sense to me, Pascal, that this information would hurt the crime in any way. Wait a minute. If you don't have a suspect and if you're asking the public for help, then why are you against us telling them that it happened during broad daylight? Someone might've seen it, Right. come on. So now I still have a working relationship with Grand County Sheriff's office. Pascal, I'm not gonna bite the hand that feeds me, okay? But I am going to light a fire under their ass every day until I fall off the end of the earth. I don't care if we have to buy 109 millimeters until the right bullet goes through one of them, I'm not stopping. It's not going to be a cold case.
0: Damn right, brother. Damn right. And it's not, especially if you're getting more information, more things being sent to you guys like this bombshell that you guys just dropped on, on, on the show. Uh, that's huge. And I'm hoping it leads you guys on the right journey. Right. It, it that it's not just some dead end. Um, so I'm praying for for great results and and, and a a great a justified ending to this story. Jason Jensen, Sean Paul Shelty, thank you guys so much for being on. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank God.
1: Thanks for having us, Pascal. We really appreciate you putting out the word. And before we fade away, I just want to tell you, congratulations in your personal life. I just want to let you know that JJ and I are going to try like hell to have one of these persons of interest turn into a suspect
0: before your wedding. Okay? I'm liking that. I'm with it. And that hopefully- doesn't
2: mean you can change your date, Pascal. <laughs> Don't be changing your date.
1: And I'm still thinking about what to get you.
0: <laughs> Don't worry. I'm going to keep it the exact same. It's way too expensive to change it. But
1: anyway. Call in the tip line.
0: Call in the <laughs> yes. clip. Let me do that send one last time. Send
1: JJ a clip. Send me- JJ a clip in the mail. Absolutely. But send a video clip,
2: okay? Absolutely. No, I'd rather have a tip than a clip but no, that's it's
0: okay. Point. Yes. Yes. And of course, you know, that is very important that we talk about that as well. Um, you know, I want to pull up this number one last time again, it's four, three, five, eight, sorry, four, three, five, two, five, nine, eight one, one, five. One more time. four three five two five nine. 8115. If you have any information out there, please do not be shy. You're not going to get arrested. You're not going to get thrown behind bars, okay? You're not going to get locked up here, all right? This is just information to get us closer to finding justice for to- those two beautiful women. Again, Sean Paul Shelty, Jason Jensen, thank you guys so much. Seriously, Godspeed on your search for justice. I appreciate y'all for being on.
1: Thank you. Thanks, Pascal. Thank you, JJ.
0: Talk to you guys soon. Before my wedding. (laughs) Before my wedding. All right. Bye, guys. Listen, guys, as you heard it here, I'll say it again. Those two individuals are working day and night. They're working diligently, passionately, trying to work to find justice for these two women, Kylan And Crystal, please, if you have any information, you happen to be going through that area on that particular day, and you may have seen something, if you had a GoPro, a camera, whatever it might be that happened to just capture your travels, right? Please go back, take a look at all that old footage and see if you may have found something big. You may have found something. You may have captured something that you didn't even know. But anyway, guys, it's time to get going. You guys are incredible. Thank you guys so much for being on here. Stay blessed out here. And let's get justice for Kylan and Crystal with the quickness. All right? It's time to get going. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys very, very soon. This is The Pascal Show. Bye-bye.